My sister often shows up in my stories. I never told her this, though. She inspired a character from my first romantic suspense novel. And that character is killed. I get this phone call. I said, oh, hey, how are you doing? She says, do we need to talk? <laughs> you, you killed me, me off in a book. <laughs> and, and, and you killed me in such a horrible way. Do we need to talk? Are you angry with me? Welcome to the Get Cozy Podcast, where we talk all about the coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest cozy mystery releases. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, my cozy friends. Today, we are chatting all about one of the most delectable culinary cozies that I've read recently, Against the Current, and I'm thrilled to have the author, Olivia Matthews, joining us to talk all about it. So welcome to the show, Olivia. Oh, Christy, thank you so very much for allowing me to visit with you and your community. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. It is completely our pleasure. And, you know, lovers of culinary cozies are definitely going to want to pick up your book against the current. The food descriptions are just mouthwatering and the mystery is so much fun. So do you want to start the conversation today by telling our listeners what the book is all about? Well, yes, thank you for that introduction. I'm really flattered and I'm, I'm thrilled to pieces that you enjoyed the story. Thank you so much. Well, a little bit about the Spice All Bakery mystery series. Against the Current, as you mentioned, is the first book in the series. And we it introduces you to the Murray family who immigrated from uh, Grenada to the Little Caribbean neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York. Now, Little Caribbean is an actual neighborhood mm -hmm. in Brooklyn, New York. That's where I grew up. And the streets and uh, the places, I've made some changes uh, to some of the street names, well, to all of the street names. Uh -huh. And the places but it is an actual um neighborhood in brooklyn new york we focus on the core murray family which include which is lindsey murray our protagonist in baker amateur sleuth her mother sadella bain murray her father jacob murray her older brother devon murray and her maternal grandmother genevieve bain we also meet a couple of cousins, a couple of uncles, an aunt by marriage, but the story really focuses on Lindsay's core family. When the story opens up, when Against the Current opens up, the Murrays are launching as a soft launch, their West Indian bakery. The bakery is Lindsay's lifelong dream. She's wanted to open a bakery with her family ever since she was about nine years old. And the family believes in her and they have faith in her even more than she believes in herself. So they invest in her dream. Mm -hmm. But there's a rival baker, Claudio Fabrici, who has been bullying specifically Lindsay, trying to get her not to open the bakery. But Lindsay has resisted his bullying. Now, the funny thing is, well, it's not funny, haha, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. the, fun <laughs> the funny thing is, Lindsay, when we first meet her, she has no self-confidence. And she is intensely confrontation-averse. I cannot overstate that. But when it comes for herself, she, she can't stand up. She she has no confidence. But when it comes to protecting her family, she's like a Dora Milaje. So she has resisted Claudio's bullying because this bakery is her family's investment. Mm -hmm. It's not just that it's her dream. If it was her dream, she probably would have caved. But her family has invested 
in this bakery and she draws her strength from her family. So she stands up to Claudia. Well, on the launch day, Claudio comes into her bakery, the nerve, and he <laughs> picks a fight with her. And threat he threatens the bakery, which in her mind is threatening her family. So she stands up to him in front of all of her customers. Mm-hmm. One thing that's a thread through the series is that the grapevine, the gossip in Little Caribbean is very robust. So she has an argument. If something happens at 10 o'clock in Little Caribbean, by 10.02, everybody knows. So she has an argument with Claudia, who no one in the neighborhood likes. And everybody knows about it, which is bad because the next day when Claudia is found dead, she's a prime suspect. Now, if it was just her, Lindsay would have caved. But being the suspect in a homicide, of course, brings shame to her family and it threatens the bakery. Mm -hmm. So to protect her family and her family's name, she has to find the killer. Oh, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I, uh, that is such a great introduction to the book and I have to say I love um, the family dynamic in the story and I love that you were able to incorporate so much of your own family history and the neighborhood you grew up in I just feel like it breathes so much life into this book oh thank you so much for saying that I really appreciate it because you know you put stuff on the page but is it translating so I really appreciate that Christy oh of course yeah absolutely translated there's so many things to like about this story including your sleuth Lindsay she is so just completely likable she's one of my favorite characters that I've read about so far this year and what are a few fun facts you'd like readers to know about her before they pick up the book well the funny thing is when I was developing Lindsay to be my protagonist the the one thing that I focused on is she's she's a nerd in a fun way ever since she was nine she wanted to own a bakery uh-huh so everything she's read what she studied in school all of her classes her work experience was leading her to this place but she it didn't give her a lot of time for socializing so in my mind Lindsay is her mirror character would be her cousin, Serena Bain. Mm-hmm. Because Serena, she's she knew what she wanted to, to be. She knew what she wanted to do. She's in fashion. But she always had time to have fun. And so Serena, her goal, her mission in life, is like her vocation, is to get Lindsay out of, you know, out of her rut, quote unquote, and out enjoying herself, going to parties and going to tourist destinations, to clubs, dancing. But Lindsay has always been very focused on her ultimate goal of having a successful bakery. But she was also really bullied badly in school. And when her parents found out They enrolled her in kickboxing classes, which at first Lindsay was completely against, but the kickboxing helped her have more confidence. And that confidence helped her to reduce, not get rid of, but reduce the bullying that she experienced all through school, even into college. Mm -hmm. So her hobbies include, she's a jogger, she's a kickboxer, she has a cat, the cat doesn't come up in the stories, though, because I didn't want the cat to be in the bakery because the health department was shut sure. down. Sure, that makes sense. But, <laughs> she she has a cat who's at home, Ziggy Cat, named after Bob Marley's son. Oh, I love that. And, and she's she's just very bookish. She loves to read uh, fiction and nonfiction. 
but she's very focused. She is such a neat character. And I have to say, I really loved um, the dynamic between Lindsay and Serena. I love cousin dynamics in books. I feel like we don't get enough of them. And like my cousins in my own life are, have been very important uh, to me throughout my life. They played big roles. So I loved seeing that in your book as well. Oh, my cousins are very important to me too. It's interesting though. My cousins are very important to me. They keep me lifted. Mm -hmm. But Serena and Lindsay, their relationship is more like my sister and I. Uh huh. And I, I often have mirror character because my sister and I are like mirror characters. <laughs> so we we support each other. We cheer each other on. We're very similar, but we're also very different, which is what I'm hoping to convey through Serena and Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. So that's very interesting that you've got your own personal relationship to kind of draw on for the inspiration for the dynamic between the two of them. Oh, it's funny. My sister often shows up in my stories. Uh -huh. One character is always inspired by her. The first book I published, uh, she, I, I never told her this though, but she inspired, the character isn't based on her, but she inspired a character from my first romantic suspense novel and that character is killed oh, no. story. <laughs> so when my sister who was my beta reader at the time when she got to that part i get this phone call and i said oh hey how are you doing she says do we need to talk <laughs> i you, bet you, you killed, killed me off in a book <laughs> and, and and you killed me in such a horrible way do we need to talk are you angry with me What's <laughs> Oh, no, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it was too bad. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You mentioned Lindsay does kickboxing. I really enjoyed that. I mean, what a perfect hobby for an amateur sleuth who's destined to find herself in some scrapes. <laughs> so I'm wondering if you kickbox yourself, and if not, how you approach the task of researching all of it. Well, I don't kickbox myself. I have wanted to, uh -huh. but I, I, I don't. But when I was developing Lindsay, I felt that she, she was a kickboxer. Most of my protagonists are joggers, they're runners. But for some reason, Lindsay came to me and she said, no, I jog to like keep my cardio, but I'm really a kickboxer. So there's this YouTube channel, I Heart is the Heart Kickboxing. Uh-huh. And I went on that channel and I, I needed the lingo. You know, when, when Lindsay is at the gym, she, in her mind, she's calling out the moves that she's doing. And so in her mind, she's calling out jab, cross hook, body blow, uppercut, right leg kick, left leg kick. I got that from the videos. When I tried them out myself, because I wanted to know how it felt, uh -huh. I realized I am not flexible in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. I'm going to continue trying, though. But that yeah. was the bestie. The kickboxing looks a lot easier than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great thing to know how to do, but yeah, my goodness, I don't, I don't know if I could do it, but Lindsay was definitely inspiring me to want to try it. Oh, she inspired me too. So I'm I'm gonna keep up with it. But oh my word, yeah, I could throw, I could really pull a hammy there. When, <laughs> when when they found out, Lindsay never told her family that she was being bullied at school. Mm -hmm. Her brother found out when she was in elementary school. Her brother found out, and he told he stood up for her. He he chased the bullies away. But then he told his parents, you know, we need to do something. She, This is what she's been going through and she hasn't even told us. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to enroll her in these kickboxing classes, not so that she could fight, but so that she knew that if she had to, she could defend herself. 
And at first she was like, no, I don't want to do this. This is really not cool. I don't mm -hmm. want to do it. But then it was really good for her fitness and also for her self-esteem. So right? she kept with it. By the time we meet her, she's 27 years old. By the time we meet her, she's been doing this for 14 years. Wow, that's awesome. And I think that's like a really great example um, of how Lindsay's family is so supportive of her, so caring, and they play such a huge part in the story. And I really enjoyed their dynamic. And like I said, how supportive they were, like you just want to be part of that family. So can you give our listeners an introduction to her family members? Oh, of course. Now, first, her mother, Sidella Bain Murray, uh, was a high school math teacher. She was a teacher in Grenada. And when they emigrated, she got her credentials to teach high school math in the United States, specifically New York. And she was a beloved teacher. But she did not like her boss, the new principal. She was at that high school before the principal came. So when Lindsay said she wanted to start this bakery, Sidella was happy to take an early retirement <laughs> and leave that school. And she believes in her daughter. And the family cooked together when, when they would have dinner. So it was it was fine. It was it was an extension of what they were already doing at home. They just moved that into the bakery. Then there's her father, Jacob Murray, who worked for the city. And he was in a, a very um, high administrative role in charge of a lot of staff. So he's very well organized. He's very confident and, and assertive. And he has loved Sidella since the day they were born. That's what Lindsay's grandmother's always telling her. Mm -hmm. They they were in the same, they lived nearby, so they would play together as children. And as they grew up, that friendship turned to love and they got married and had two kids. Oh my goodness. They need their own spinoff romance novel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny. In, in the um, my first draft, I wrote that Lindsay's grandmother would often say that Jacob and Sidella had been together like from the womb. But my editor thought that sounded really odd. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just changed it to from from when they were very young. Uh -huh. Jacob, he loves to sing, but he can't carry a tune to save his life. But you know how some people, they sing when they're nervous or they sing when they're sad or they sing when they're happy. Mm -hmm. Jacob sings for all the reasons, all the emotions. He sings for all of them. So when they're opening up the bakery and, and they're just launching, he's very nervous, even though he had this high pressure, high power role with the city. And he also took early retirement to, to open the family bakery. Even though he's used to that kind of pressure, he's singing when the story starts, when we meet him uh, helping in the kitchen, and he sometimes he doesn't even realize he's doing it. Then there's her older brother, Devin Murray. Now, Devin is the youngest partner in an international law firm based in Brooklyn. When we first meet him, he's in corporate law, but he also helps with the family's like legal papers and stuff to get the bakery open. And he's an excellent cook and baker so he took time off from work to help launch the bakery that's why he's there the first the first few days but then he has to go back to work um then Lindsay's maternal grandmother mm -hmm. genevieve bain who Lindsay calls granny she was born and raised in grenada she worked for the post office there and that really speaks to her extroverted personality. She's also a frustrated actress. If she had had her chance, she would have gone into acting when she was growing up. Mm -hmm. But she had to take a more um, conservative 
secure position because she grew up very, very, very poor. And so she needed a, a more secure career, not only to help her parents, but also to keep her family safe. Mm -hmm. Especially since when they were just starting out, her husband died when Sidella, her daughter Sidella, and her son Ulrich were very young. So she was a single widowed mother. So the, the finances had to be secure. But if she had had a choice, she would have been an actress. But then she, she retired from the post office in, in Grenville. And she, she and her sister, they traveled for some time and they, you know, they were very happy. But then as they were getting older, their children, her children in the United States and her sister's children in Canada, mm -hmm. asked them to come to live with them. So that's why Genevieve's sister, Winifred, emigrated to Canada and uh, Genevieve moved to the United States. And then there's, you know, there are other uncles and, and cousins and aunts in the, in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just love how full and developed this family is. And I also really enjoyed that not only do they support Lindsay like in the business, but they also support her in her amateur sleuthing. Like it's kind of a family affair, like everyone's <laughs> involved. And I've never seen that in a cozy before. And I liked that part so much. Oh, I'm so glad, Christy. That makes me so happy to know. Because I, I really enjoy doing that. You have the you have family members who don't want Lindsay to take that risk. Mm -hmm. And then you have family members who are like, what is the risk if she doesn't? Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, it completely makes sense. And I uh, I, I particularly liked listening to uh, Granny and the way that she uh, supported and like kind of justified everything Lindsay was doing. Like she broke it down in a way that it was like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're moving forward. Like everybody else get on board. <laughs> Yeah, get on board and move out of the way because uh -huh. we've got stuff to do and we exactly. don't have time to waste. You, you, I'm sure you've heard, Christy, the first 48 hours after a homicide are really critical. Mm -hmm. We don't have time to waste. Get on board or get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I liked the way that you brought that into the book because um, cozies can sometimes be uh, a little bit on the the lighter side and they don't bring as much of the realism of what it's like to actually be suspected of murder and while your book is absolutely cozy it's delightful it's fun like we still see Lindsay going through the emotions of like oh my goodness I am a suspect in a murder what am I gonna do yeah and be candid, sometimes I get a little frustrated <laughs> about that. I mean, imagine if someone thought you killed someone mm -hmm. and you really, really didn't. I mean, maybe you would have wanted to, but you really, right. really didn't. So you really should be applauded for your self-restraint. Instead, they want to <laughs> suspect you. That's just, oh, that's so horrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially when you're like in the middle of launching a your your business and it's so important what your standing is within the community and now all of a sudden you're a murder suspect you see christy you hit it right there you're standing in the community your name is all that you have mm -hmm. and that and they are dragging it through the mud so like you the newspaper people are coming to your place of business to interview you about being a suspect in a murder hey i'm trying to earn a buck here Get out of my bakery. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I I loved that this book, while being fun, while being cozy, like we've still got some elements of realism and what it's like to actually be involved in a homicide investigation. Right, right. It's it's scary. There is a, a, a scene in which Lindsay, who is intensely confrontation averse, have I mentioned that I cannot ex ex stress how confrontation averse she is. <laughs> right, she, it's an important she, characteristic for her. She has to go to interview a suspect. You know, somebody has to watch the bakery and her other relatives are at work. So she has to go by herself 
to, I mean, in the background, they're helping her with the research and they're giving her this information and they're doing legwork when they can. But there are times when she has to go by herself to question these people and she's really scared. So it's not, it's not like you could just walk in and say, hey, give me your life story. Mm-hmm. I want to prove my innocence. It's harder than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I do think this book, it requires maybe less suspension of disbelief um, than some some cozies do just because of the way that it is a little bit more realistic, well explained, and we do get to see Lindsay's like actual emotions um, that we would expect to kind of feel if we were in her shoes. Oh, I would definitely feel that way. Like, oh my God, could you do this for me? I'm too scared. I know, I know. Somebody that's, you know, experienced wanting to like run a bakery and is a really good cook, like now all of a sudden we have to solve a murder. Like, how do we even begin that? I know, step one. Right? I know, like we need a a field guide for how to become an amateur sleuth. Exactly. A downloadable PDF. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, I do want to talk about Spice Isle Bakery because it does have some mouth-watering dishes on the menu, and I'm curious which one would you be most likely to order for yourself? Oh my word. Okay, listen, I'm not trying to say that I am predictable, <laughs> but you, usually, see, where in the, in the city where I live now, there are not a lot of West Indian bakeries. Mm-hmm. Let's just speak truth to power. So when I go home to visit my family in Brooklyn, it's like I'm 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 in heaven. Right. <laughs> Every block has like two West Indian bakeries on it. But what I usually what I usually get would be the curry chicken with the mac and cheese. That sounds so good. <laughs> it's 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 so marvelous. The thing is though, you gotta be careful with the curry chicken because the curry will stain your clothes if if it drips it'll it'll stain and and it's not that easy to get those stains out right that's a good tip so, so you have to be careful now my husband he loves the jerk chicken and i can't say that i blame him the jerk chicken is really good but i can kind of make the jerk chicken myself the curry chicken since he doesn't like curry i i gotta get it when i can uh-huh right so what do you think, Christy, if, if you were to walk into Spice Isle Bakery, what do you think you would order? Oh my goodness. So the thing that, and I read this book weeks and weeks ago, and the thing that I like keep thinking about and haven't been able to find um, anywhere near where I live is a, is a current role, like because you, you speak about the current roles and obviously this book is called Against the Current, but that's the thing that I'm like, I really want to try it, but I'm a terrible, terrible baker. So I don't know if I can make it myself. <laughs> Let me su- make a suggestion for you. Okay. My my favorite bakery when I'm home in Brooklyn is Allen's Bakery. Uh-huh. A-L-L-A-N, Allen's Bakery. And I do believe they ship. Oh, okay. And I've got to tell you, Allen's current rolls make me very happy. And sometimes my family will mail some to me. <laughs> That's a good family. I love my family. The thing is, it the currants, my husband doesn't like stuff in his pastries, you know? Mm-hmm. So when they mail the current, I never told my family that. Because when they mail the current rolls, they mail enough for both of us. <laughs> and if I tell them that he doesn't like it, they will have the support. <laughs> we can't have that. <laughs> so don't tell your family about this podcast episode. <laughs> I'll tell them that I just said that to be polite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean, now I have to order them. It's required research for the podcast, so I have to do it. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's, I love it. Alan's Bakery is, in my opinion, very, very great. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a great tip. So thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. 
And then, so another thing I just have to ask you about is I love the cover of this book so much. I find the co- like the colors of it so aesthetically pleasing. And I thought that the, the designer incorporating the Grenadian flag on Lindsay's apron was just really neat. So what was your reaction the first time that you saw the cover? I wept with joy. Oh, I love I that. Could, I could not believe the beauty that they had sent to me. Because sometimes publishers, they mean well. They really, really do. They mean well. But heavens to Betsy, were you in a bad mood when you designed that? <laughs> I, did I hurt your feelings? Right. You could just tell me. But this one, oh my gosh, my eyes tore, it watered. But I didn't ask them to put the Grenadian flag on Lindsay's apron. They did that on their own. And I didn't ask them to incorporate the butterflies, but they did that too. I just loved it. Yeah, it is so beautiful. And I think most people um, who haven't really been around the publishing industry very much don't understand how little control the authors really have over their book covers. So I'm so happy for you that you got one that you like so much. Oh, I was in love with it. Once, Once the publisher had completed it because they they sent it to me as a sketch and i i loved it i couldn't believe it i mean her her braids everything Mm -hmm. and then they sent it to me in in color and it was it just knocked my it, it tore my socks right off and so i sent that to my family and they were thrilled out of their minds it was fantastic that's so cool but then to your point the second book is called Hard Dough Homicide. Uh-huh. And the hard dough is a type of bread. So when I initially told them we agreed on, on the title, they sent me a sketch. And it wasn't, it just, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just wasn't doing it for you. Yeah, that's putting it very kindly, Christy. So I, I made a couple of notes and I sent them a couple of images. And I, I told them, this is on me because I should have sent you the images when I when we agreed to the title. It, it has a lot going on. Could we, could we pull it back a little bit? And this is what hard dough looks like because the initial hard dough um, representations of the hard dough, it look, they look like potatoes. Oh, okay. So my husband was like, whoa, what, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so I sent them the pictures, and then they sent me back a revised sketch, and it was just fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I, um, I'm looking at it right now. I have it pulled up on my, my Goodreads as we're chatting. And I, the finished product is very beautiful. So I'm glad that you were able to give some input there. And I also love, cause I feel like with covers, we usually get like a similar like art style, but you don't usually get like uh, colors that like complement each other in a series. But this series is just going to be so beautiful together on a bookshelf. Oh, and then they're working on the, the third, the cover for the third book, which is called Coconut Drop Dead. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's a whole family thing there. It's just, oh my gosh, I, I love these people. I just love them. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful books. I I have the first one, but the second one I'm definitely going to have to get as soon as it comes out, which I believe, is, is it May of this year? Oh, yes. Good memory. May 23rd. Yes. And I'm I'm super excited. Perfect. Well, everyone's going to have to mark their calendars who's listening to this because you're definitely going to want to pick it up. And I would recommend uh, physical copies of these ones if you are a collector of books because they are so beautiful. Oh, you are so kind. Wait until I tell my editor what you said. That was such a lovely thing to say. (laughs) The the thing about book two, I'm, I'm just so super excited about this. So in the first one, Lindsay is in peril. In the second one, her mother is in peril. Mm-hmm. Now, over the trilogy, we have a character arc for Lindsay, where she starts out and she, have I mentioned that she's confrontation averse? <laughs> so then, <Yeah>. by, <laughs> by the second book, she's she's gained her confidence. And now the family looks to her 
in a leadership role. She's used to like Serena being in a leadership role with the family or Deb, her brother Devin being in a, in a leadership or the parents and her grandmother. She has never had anyone in the family turn to her mm -hmm. to, to lead anything. So at first she's like, what are you, why are you looking at me? But then they tell her, you've done this before and you did it well. We need you to do it again. Right. So then she takes on the leadership role. And there's a, I won't give it away. There's a scene where she takes the mantle. At first, the mantle is shoved onto her, whether she wants it or not. But, you know, it's her mother. What is she going to do? Right. So, but then there's a scene in where she asserts herself as a leader. So we have made that character up. You know, I am so happy to hear that. And I, like, for me, like, the mysteries are, are all wonderful and cozies. But for me, what I love most about the genre is getting to see the character growth. And not just, like, in our main character, but in our side characters, all the subplots, the community, what have you, um, throughout the series. So that's really exciting to me to hear about Lindsay kind of stepping into her own in the next book and it makes me even more excited to pick it up oh i i loved having this opportunity i've never had this up never had this opportunity before but saint martin's my publisher when they signed me to a three book deal it gave me the room to say this is what i want my character to do i don't mm -hmm. want my character to be the same at the beginning at the end of the series as she was when you first met her. Right. And I don't I don't want the bakery to be the same either. So I, I'm just, oh, Christy, I'm, I couldn't be happier. Oh, good. And like, congratulations <laughs> on that. That's such a huge deal to get a three book contract in a traditional publishing space. That's such a hard thing to do. Oh, thank you so very much. I appreciate that. If you want to help support the podcast, then be sure to join our Patreon. For just $3 a month, you'll get a weekly exclusive episode of Get Cozy Podcast, all about the week's coziest mystery releases. You'll also have the chance to submit questions to our guest authors and even help decide which authors will be featured on the show. Head over to patreon.com slash getcozypodcast to sign up. To go back to your main character Lindsay because um, another thing that I just love about her is that she's so dedicated to running this bakery yet making pastries is not exactly her forte <laughs> so you know it, which I, I find by <laughs> relatable but it's fun to see her like jumping in trying and allowing her herself to do something imperfectly and I feel like that's really hard for us as adults is just to give ourselves that grace and that space to do something and be bad at it. So is that a trait that you and Lindsay have in common? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. To, to me, family gives you that security blanket to fail, knowing mm -hmm. that if in fact you do fail, somebody's going to throw you a, a lifesaver. I'm just going to I'm just going to throw this out there. A couple of years ago, I was laid off from my job. And I'm at an age where people are not exactly going to snap me up. So when I was having trouble finding a new job after my, not that I'm bitter, but after my previous job threw me to the street like Dale Fish. Right. It was, it was incredibly hard for me to find another job. And I was beginning to really despair. What am I going to do? And my family, all of them, said, listen, you're having some trouble, but this is not where your heart is anyway. Your heart is in writing. So why don't you just focus 100%, 110% on building your writing career? And if you need us, we're right here. That's so cool. So that's what I did. I mean, it was scary. It was very scary. Mm -hmm. Like Lindsay trying to open a bakery. But I knew that if things disintegrated and went down the toilet, my family was right there. They told me they were, and I believed them. 
That's amazing. And you know, uh, it's like amateur sleuths, right? Like one of the things I admire most about the sleuths that we read about in Cozy Mysteries is how, you know, typically in the first book, like either they're starting something new or things have gone awry in their life and they're starting over. Um, but a lot of them are starting in this field that they're passionate about and they're chasing their dreams. And that takes such incredible bravery. Like that's so much scarier than just, you know, applying to get a nine to five job. Like not that there's anything wrong with nine to five jobs. I have one myself, but it's not as scary as pursuing something that you truly, truly care about. That's, that's a good observation, Christy, because if you, if you have that much invested and it doesn't work, that's a lot of disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It just, it feels like the stakes are just a lot higher. Truly. But, but, you know, it, Granny says in her book, and my family says it too, a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm-hmm. And it's so great that both you and Lindsay have such a tremendous support system. That's fantastic. Oh, yes. It's not something to take for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. And, you know, that's a great segue into my next uh, question, because in the book, Granny asks Lindsay, what do you want for your life? And it's such a simple yet complex question and one that we don't stop and ask ourselves enough. So what would be your answer to that question? If someone said to me, what do you want for your life? It would have to be something really, my answer would be something really big. And what, what I want is for my family to be happy and healthy. Mm -hmm. Your family really is everything. And so I was laid off from work. Yeah, I, <laughs> I wish that that had not happened, but thank God for my family. It, if I'm not feeling well, thank God for my family, the phone calls, the care packages. So I would want for my family to be happy and healthy. Mm -hmm. I would say the same thing. Like I feel like, uh, you know, the successes, in life and things like work or artistic endeavors like they're all great and wonderful but the the bedrock the thing that you have if everything else falls apart uh for me has been my family so yes same answer everything else is just icing on the cake oh absolutely christy it's like everything else is transitory mm -hmm. but your family is forever yep absolutely and um it, I love that this book and hopefully like the rest of the series will get to see Lindsay's family just as much because I do feel like having like reading about families in cozies does just give us that sense of comfort and security that so many of us need so badly right now. Oh my goodness, you're not kidding. Oh, it's been a, a wild few years. So the solace of cozy mysteries has been... <laughs> Fantastic, and it's cool to see so many readers discovering the genre right now in a time when they need it. I think so. Why do you think that you are drawn to cozies? So for me, it's uh, a couple of things. The first thing is that I, uh, I feel like in Cozy Mysteries, I find a sense of community and um, a sense of like peace and justice that I don't always have in the real world. I also like the pu the puzzle solving aspects of re reading cozy mysteries, but I also like that sometimes we get really long running series. So we get to know these characters and become part of these communities. And then we get to kind of stick around sometimes for years and years to come. And I think that's really cool. Oh, that is just so well put. And you and I could definitely go to the bookstore together. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That would be amazing. <laughs> Dream come true. I would love that. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite things about Cozies? Everything you said, actually. I love that good always prevails and that the underdog is the hero of the story. Mm -hmm. And I love the community. Everything that you said. One of the reasons, you, you know, there are authors who write about um, military heroes and law enforcement heroes, but I love taking the ordinary person and showing that there is a hero inside because I can relate to that. It gives me hope that 
I can be a hero if the situation called for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that answer. That's a perfect answer. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. And, you know, that actually brings me to my next question, because you do write under different names and in different genres, and you've published many books. So I have to ask what your favorite genre to write in is. I know this is going to sound really frustratingly stupid, but it kind of depends on my mood to be be candid with you. At the core of all of my stories is a, a theme about family and a theme about yourself. One one of my favorite themes is have you I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but sometimes people try to try to tell you who you are. Uh-huh. And you are then put in the dilemma of having to either tell them that no, that's not who you are. Right. This is who I am. Or just having them make these ridiculous assumptions about you. That's one of my favorite themes too. You should define yourself. Don't let other people define you. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend toward those themes in all of my stories. So whether it's a romantic suspense or a contemporary romance or a cozy mystery, the core of the story is always the same. The elements are what are changing. So it really depends on my mood. I love that answer. I'm uh, definitely a mood reader. Um, even if I'm reading like just in the cozy mystery genre, which I do sometimes, I'll go months with just reading nothing but cozies, <laughs> but there's such a wide range. So uh, I will read the type of cozy or the type of book that I'm in the mood for. So it absolutely makes sense to me that you would want to write what you're in the mood for. You know, when I first started and I do the same thing you do regarding the reading. It could be fiction, nonfiction, mystery, romance, science fiction, fantasy. Mm-hmm. When I first was pursuing a career in publishing, I wanted to write romantic suspense and science fiction fantasy. That's uh-huh. what I wanted to do. But when you plan, God gets these big belly laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> And so was it hard for you at all to, because I know sometimes publishing can try to put you into like one box where you can only write this one thing or be this one type of author. Was it hard for you to like try to be writing books in such different kinds of genres? Oh, yes, it was, Christy. Thank you for asking. I started in romantic suspense and that's absolutely what I wanted to write. Romantic suspense and science fiction fantasy. And I even had it in my mind how I would add science fiction fantasy once i had my feet firmly with the romantic suspense then i thought that i could branch out Mm -hmm. and and it would be okay but after my second romantic suspense was published my publisher claimed i have my suspicions claimed that the bucket had had dropped on romantic suspense and even though they wanted to keep me they wanted to move me to contemporary romance to which Ah. i said to, to my husband I don't know if I could plot a story without a dead body. I'm really not sure. (laughs) Uh So I gave it a try. And I realized with romantic suspense, you have external demons, Mm -hmm. the villains. If I made those demons internal demons, self-doubt, distrust, then I could could battle those villains in the character arc. But I always wanted to go back to the puzzles, as you described it, the puzzles in suspense and mysteries. So I said to my um, agent at the time, um, she's since retired, but at the time I I said to her, I wanted to write a cozy mystery and I had this idea. And she did not think that my publisher would like it. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to give it a try. I really wanted to give it a try. So I told my my editor about it myself and she loved it. So oh, she awesome. signed. Oh, it was it was very exciting to me. So that's how I got into the cozy mysteries, and now I'm trying to move myself into the science fiction fantasies. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll definitely be staying tuned. I love that you're writing so many different things and working in so many different spaces. And I do have to ask: Can you tell us anything about what you're working on now? Thank you so very much for asking. As you had mentioned. Um, the second Spice Up 
Bakery Mystery releases May 23rd, and that one is Hard Dell Homicide and Lindsay's Mother Suspected of Murder, which is just outrageous if you think about Porcidella. Uh-huh. And then um, after that one in May, in October, the first book in my romantic suspense trilogy that I'm writing with Harlequin releases. That one is Down to the Wire, and I write those i'm writing that trilogy as patricia Sargent, and it comes out in october and i turned in the final book in my spice eye bakery mystery trilogy that one is uh coconut drop dead and it's supposed to release winter 2024 but i don't have a date on that one wow but so you're ho- staying very 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 busy over there <laughs> I got to pay those bills, Christy. It's no joke. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hard to do on a writer's salary for sure. (laughs) Oh, you are not kidding. So the productivity cannot slack. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, that is awesome. I am very excited to read more books in this series. I'm excited to pick up your science fiction and fantasy and, you know, hope that we can get more cozy mysteries from you one day too. Oh, I look forward to that, too. Thank you so very much. I I really appreciate your kind words. Oh, of course. And, you know, this has just been such a delight. You are such a lovely person. Like, I feel uh, uplifted just talking with you, and I'm sure our listeners will after listening to the episode as well. Oh, you're so kind to say that. I feel like I've been having tea or coffee with a buddy. Good. That's always my goal. And you know, one day, maybe we can make that happen in real life and go book shopping like we talked about. I would love that. Uh, And then we could go for coffee and and dish about all of the wonderful books we're going to read. Yes, absolutely. We will make it happen. I would love that. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It has just been an absolute delight. Oh, the pleasure has been mine, Christy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And listeners, thank you for joining us. We will be back with another episode of Get Cozy Podcast very soon, so stay tuned. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy reading and stay cozy.